All right. All right. We should be live right now. We are live on Trovo. Fantastic. We should be live on Twitter, finally. We are streaming on DLive, YouTube, and of course, Twitch is lagging behind. We got a lot of things on the docket. Uh, the big news of the day is obviously Trump being completely harassed, criminally harassed by the FBI, which is uh, absolutely unnecessary and incredibly annoying to say the least. Uh, I'm still waiting for uh, Twitch to catch up here. I don't know what's going on there. Hope, it, hope everybody's doing well, though. Mmm. Mm. Having my delicious shake here. And I also have some delicious wine from Argentina. This is the Dilator. And uh, I'm going to have some of that later. But uh, we got to get into Trump. We got to get into Trump. Uh, it's been a day with this. And there's a lot of horrible, horrible takes on both the left and the right. Uh, one of the more annoying takes from somebody I absolutely detest is Mike Cernovich. Let's go ahead and go over to uh, Mike uh, Cernovich's page. This this fucking dork here. Like, uh, his last name is pretty revealing. He pretends to be a Christian or a Catholic, but, like, his last name suggests, like, he's, like, something else. And he has just been completely shitting on uh, President Trump, making fun of him. And, you know, once he, like, loses the crowd, once, you know, like, he realizes people are kind of, you know not digging what he's saying. He, he pivots to like talking about uh, these pedo, you know, what a files in, uh, in Hollywood and New York that are linked with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, yeah, so apparently one of the judges or the judge that signed off on this raid was linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Very interesting how that plays out. It seems like a lot of these pedo, you know, files, they, they all have it in it for guys like me. Ace Hardcore. Oh, over on DLive. What is up, my man? Great emoji. I'm glad I can see it. I'm glad I can see it. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is a... I can't stand Mike Cernovich. The dude's a total fraud. He talks about, like, angels and demons and shit. And he tries really hard to do the, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good Christian thing. Oh, shit. Clayfish is trending. There's a massive, uh, in a tight, intense Wisconsin GOP uh, race, uh, Clayfish, Michael's uh, close with a brawl when was this this is nine hours ago okay i'm we're i'm gonna dive into that later on we got to focus on president trump right now so let's go ahead and go over to our first story give me one moment guys all right so the first story trump fbi raid agent sees mar-a-lago documents an unprecedented move mm, yes so at night, right on, good stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you, man. Uh, let's see. So FBI would not let Trump attorneys in the rooms as agents raided Mar-a-Lago warrant focus on NARA. So it's some like national archive, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? They're, they're just fucking with Trump. A lot of people are afraid and they're po they're reposting this image that was uh, posted by a uh, Manetta shit out here, buffering off and on. I'll be here listening. All right, man. We'll take your time, dude. No rush. Uh, I'm also going to be, we're also on Spotify. We're going to be, uh, or I'm going to be publishing this on Spotify later on, and it'll be audio only. Um, but anyways, back to what was going on here. Uh, what's I'm going to call it? 
yeah, these uh, the, the FBI goons, they raided Mar-a-Lago, which is Trump's home. It's his big-ass mansion over in Florida. And they were taking all these documents. They had specialists come in and open up this safe. And it has to do with these like stupid documents that President Trump may or may not have taken from the White House. And apparently the National Archive people were making a big stink about it. And Robert Barnes has a really interesting take. And I think he's kind of on the money as to why the FBI went about it this way and just, you know, basically just raided his home and took all this stuff. Uh, it, it it largely has to do with Trump likely having embarrassing material that would make the agency look pretty bad or make certain people of interest look really bad on a national stage. Uh, Trump is in it. Uh, he, he's going to get his revenge. Trump will have his revenge for what they did in the 2020 election and for continuously harassing him and his family. Uh, so this is beyond the pale. What they ended up doing uh, to President Trump, uh, raiding his home, uh, fortunately nobody was hurt, uh, nobody was arrested, there's no charges, there's you know there's no indictments, none of that. You know, they're just going in there, fucking with the president. He is currently, I think he's in Alaska with Sarah Palin, so he's campaigning at the moment. He issued a statement, so let's just go ahead and go over to Twitter. We're going to go over to Twitter really quick, and I want to go ahead and see if I can find that statement from President Trump. Let me see. Uh, fuck, who posted it? I don't even remember. I think it was uh, Election Wizard. He certainly would have posted it earlier. Uh, Election Wizard is definitely one of the good lads. Let's see if we can find it. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on. And uh, yeah, and because of all this happening the way that it's been happening and unfolding, uh, we might end up getting President Trump announcing his run for the 2024 election a lot sooner than uh, later. Oh my God, where is it? Here it is. All right, we're going to go ahead and zoom in on this. Uh, these are dark times for our nation. As my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents, nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want president in 2024, especially based on recent polls and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries, corrupt at a level not seen before. They even broke into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate? where operatives broke into the Democratic National Committee. Here, in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th President of the United States. The political persecution of President Donald J. Trump has been going on for years with the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. It is a political targeting at the highest level. Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete an acid-bleached 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress, absolutely nothing has happened to her uh, or has happened to hold her accountable. She even took antique furniture and other items from the White House. I stood up to America's bureaucratic corruption. I restored power to the people and truly delivered for our country like we have never seen before. The establishment hated it. Now, as they watch my endorsed candidates win big victories and see my dominance in all polls, they are trying to stop me and the Republican Party once more. 
the lawlessness, political persecution, and witch hunt must be exposed and stopped. I will continue to fight for the great American people. That is fantastic to hear from the president of the United States. This is, uh, there, there's so much here. There's so much to to uh, to unpack. And uh, first off, yes, the, uh, the the Democratic establishment, the permanent government, they are absolutely terrified of President Trump. And they're trying to do that thing where they're like, we're not going to say his name. We're going to call him the former guy. They're going to call him Voldemort, you know, because they, they don't read other books. The only book uh, Democrats have ever read is like fucking Harry Potter because they're retards. And... Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, but now it's just like, you know, they, they can't ignore the, the giant elephant in the room, which is President Trump. Uh, he's absolutely fucking killing it. Last week, we had a major primary. Michigan, Arizona, Missouri, and Kansas. MAGA candidates won everywhere. Literally every single MAGA candidate, I think with the exception of one, uh, they all won. They all won. Eric Grimes, unfortunately, he lost. He was a populist candidate. He, he lost. Um, I don't believe Lauren Culp was a populist candidate. Uh, obviously, I wanted her to win. Unfortunately, Dan Newhouse, he's one of the impeachment pussies. He won. Uh, but Joe Kent, Joe Kent, as of a day or two ago, uh, took the lead in Washington 3, and he has surpassed uh, uh, Butler, who's an impeachment bitch. Uh, she's, she's done. Uh Richard Barris has already called the raise for Joe Kent, which is fantastic. We want Joe Kent. He is a the pro-Trump endorsed candidate. Uh, he's met with Joe. Uh, he's met with President Trump, and he's also uh, kind of like like good friends, good pals with like people like Richard Barris and Robert Barnes, etc. Uh, he is a populist figure. I know he's like a CIA spook, and and like the Groypers don't really like him. And it's so funny because I was teasing Joe Kent. I was making jokes at his expense because of everything that was going on. Uh, but deep down, I was like, I kind of want him to win. You know, like I don't obviously we don't want like an impeachment pussy in office so he beat that person thank god for that um so yeah his candidates are winning uh trump is surging and leading in every poll it's not even fucking close and it isn't even just like joe biden that he's doing really well against um almost all the democrats that he's being pitted against uh he absolutely crushes the only one that i am not aware of how well he would do uh do uh, against is uh gretchen whitmore uh so we want Tudor Dixon to win her election in the midterms. We, we need her to win in November uh, and depose, completely just destroy Gretchen Whitmer to prevent her from ever running for office or higher office, seeking higher office. Because if uh, Tudor Dixon loses, Gretchen Whitmer is going to run against Biden. Uh, you know, Gretchen Whitmer will win and she will win, uh, you know, her own state easily. That's just how the cookie crumbles. And uh, she's vicious, man. She's a monster. Uh, so yeah, we, we got we, There's a lot going on here, and then of course, I, I don't like talking about the Hillary email thing. I, I think it's kind of cheesy, and I, honestly, I just I don't really care. It's like yeah, she probably did something illegal. Yeah, you know, she probably you know was conducting business and you know concealing her uh, nefarious activities. You know, using the private servers or whatever, and uh, storing certain materials that she shouldn't have been storing in her home. Uh, James Comey, former uh, FBI director, you know, he basically was like, yeah, you know, what are we gonna do? You know, what happened? She fucked up. What do, you know? It's to move on with our lives and move on with our lives we did so you know if we're talking about mishandling of certain documents mishandling of certain classified materials uh why is it that the you know the the laws and the rules are not being uniformly applied here so if you're hillary clinton you appear to be able to get away with whatever you want you're not going to be held accountable for your actions but if you're you know president donald j trump then they're gonna you know uh, have these fucking pigs these these federal pigs uh, harass you, harass your family, destroy your home, 
and, and you know make make a mockery of justice and, and law and order in this country. It's absolutely um, infuriating, and this has pissed off a lot of people. And a lot of like these leftist dorks, they think that you know it's like oh all these maggots, you know all these uh, maga douchebags, all these conservatives, you know, or con- they don't say conservative. I say that all these conservatives, um, you know, they're all crying. Uh, this isn't crying. Uh, believe me, it, it's more like you know uh, you guys lit a fire underneath their asses. And we've already been energized enough as it is, but now we have even more reasons to rush to the polls and to vote for every single candidate that basically vows to defend President Trump, that vows to push back against this blatant corruption that is on display. I mean, we even have here, we're going to zoom in really quick. Uh, This is unbelievable. Uh, We got former heavy hitter Andrew Cuomo. He was a former governor of, wow, really? Uh, The former governor of uh, New York. And, of course, he was deposed because he's, like, a fucking pervert and shit. And uh, and this is what he said. He comes out the stump for President Trump in a weird way. DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid. And it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future uh, credible investigation and, legitim- and legitimacy of January 6th investigations. And then, of course, 6 uh, chimes in, which is why the DOJ will be silent, because it is a political tactic and January 6th has no credibility. Yeah, absolutely. January 6th is bullshit. They are torturing innocent Americans in Washington, D.C. prisons. They, you know, A lot of these people have not even been uh, convicted or not convicted, uh, charged of a crime. They're denied due process. They're denied access to legal counsel. It's fucking horseshit. Uh, let's see. Oh, this this pussy, Mary Miller. It was not a raid. It was a lawful executed search. Shut the fuck up, Mary Miller. I'm tired of you already. And, you know, I don't think Cuomo would have tweeted this if he didn't have to resign in disgrace after uh, falling out of favor with the Democrats. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is pretty scathing. It was one of the heavy hitters, the former heavy hitter, the guy who's connected to the the mob, the mafia over in New York. When he comes out and basically rebukes the actions of Brandon, his DOJ, and the corrupt FBI. Uh, let's see, we all Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang came out. You know, the, this guy is basically a communist. Uh, but you know, he, he he. This is what he wrote. I'm no Trump fan. I want him as far away from the White House as possible. But a fundamental part of his appeal has been that it's him against a corrupt government establishment. This raid strengthens that case for millions of Americans who will see this as unjust prosecution. Well, it's not that we see it as unjust prosecution or persecution. It is unjust persecution. This guy is clean as a whistle. He has been repeatedly uh, harassed by numerous agencies, uh, federal agencies. Uh, He's been scrutinized at every level of analysis. They have nothing on him. They have nothing, uh, nothing on him at all. He, 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 they try, the Democratic Party has tried to depose him via impeachment, and they failed twice. They tried to do this bullshit twice. Um, you know, and then, of course, all these, these goofball activists and all these, these phonies on TV, and, of course, the, the Democratic Party, saying he, that he's a corrupt figure, and he is in league with the Russian government. He is subverting our elections. And, uh, you know, and he, you know they, they, they hacked the, the 2016 election. Uh, Kamala Harris... Charlemagne the God, Hillary Clinton, those are, those are the big ones that I can think of at the top of my head. They said that, that Trump is not a legitimate president because Russia interfered or, or some such nonsense. Um, you know, when people say stupid shit like that, let, let's, let's put these guys aside for a second. Like, I know a lot of people. You know, I'm out at a bar or whatever. We're all talking. And, you know, someone says, well, Trump is illegitimate because he, he's in league with these, these Russian trolls and these Russian spies and blah, blah, blah. And I asked them, very simply, 
Can you explain and articulate clearly in your own words what it is that Trump did with or without the Russian government? And how is it illegal? And none of them can ever explain. They can never answer that question. In their own words, explain what he did wrong. Even even simpler. And none of them can explain it. It's uh, it's it's pretty damn annoying. It, it it's I'm so sick of it. Uh, I don't I don't even bother with those people anymore. I don't. I'm not gonna debate them. I'm just gonna make. I'm just gonna mock them. I'm just gonna mock them. Uh, here's some other notable uh responses from. Oh God, what's her name? Christy Nome. Yeah, this is the governor over in South Dakota. Damn, I can't spell her name. That's really embarrassing. Christine, no. She was involved in some scandals. Or, let's see, people. Ugh. Why am I struggling to remember this name? A lot of Noam Chomsky wannabes. Well, anyway, she comes out and she defends President Trump. Carrie Lake has come out to defend President, like fiercely defend uh, President Trump. I think Christy Nome, uh, she she had a really really strong response, and I think she was the first response that I noticed because I was like I was awake when all this is happening. Uh, let's see what this fat pig Megan McCain is saying. I bet she's celebrating. New Daily Mail column on the political ramifications of yesterday's Trump raid. Let me see what else. This better be legit or you're making him a martyr and just handing him a 2024 on the silver platter. Oh, wouldn't that be horrible for you and your family? Fuck Megan. Fuck John McCain. Megan McCain. She's a fat pig. John McCain's also a fat war pig. I'm glad he's gone. Nothing of value is lost. Yeah, so uh, pff, let me see. What, what is she saying about Carrie? A hell of a strategy to win over the majority voting block of Arizona independence in the general election. I know she thinks she's governor already, but you have to win over more people than just CPAC, MAGA, Neanderthals to actually win a general. Yeah, no, that, that's certainly true. You know, the people at that uh, convention, I, I don't even think that was held in Arizona for one. So she's not even talking with Arizona uh, constituents. But, you know, this is raising her profile. She's making her she's making her case. All these people, they're all on social media. They probably know a handful of people in Arizona. And you know, she's making the rounds. She's doing everything right. And those people aren't Neanderthals, by the way. They're quite they're quite intelligent and they're friendly and you know, they're good people. And they're human beings. Of course, Megan McCain doesn't see them that way because they didn't vote for her evil war pig father. All right. So yeah, that's a yeah, a, a big one. DeSantis. DeSantis came out. To defend President Trump, but this is this is incredibly important as well, uh, because uh, there's this astroturfing by by the liberals and and some of the cucks on the right, like Mike Cernovich, who who by the way he's not a Christian or a Catholic. Um, they're they're saying he's like, oh, it's time for DeSantis. DeSantis, you know, 2024, Trump is tainted. No more Trump. Well, well of course, DeSantis comes out, says we're living in a banana republic, but without with all the food shortages, there's no bananas. Um, so call it what you will, and. Uh, Right now, I think he's in Arizona, literally campaigning for and with Blake, Blake Masters, of course, Carrie Lake, and a handful of other of the MAGA Republicans over in that state. And I think he's going to be making a few other stops. Uh, so again, that, that would not be the actions of somebody who wasn't pro-MAGA. That would not be the actions of somebody who is going to you know, deliberately run against President Trump. Uh, he's setting himself up, though. He's more than likely going to end up the vice president. Uh, the other person high on that list is Christy Nome, which is why I wanted to read that response. But, you know, whatever. Let's just go ahead and head over to the second story for now.
All right. This is a this happened last last month. Uh this, this story broke last month, but I wanted to talk about it because this is something that I went over a couple years ago, and we're finally getting some closure. This is uh, it's pretty. Hold on, one second. I gotta. It's pretty emotional. Man convicted of murdering retired police captain uh, during the violent Black Lives Matter riots in 2020. So I'm not gonna show the. Uh, I'm not gonna show the video. Obviously, it's pretty distressing. But the man over here on the left. That is a captain, former captain David Dorn. Uh, he was retired. He was 77 years old when he was unfortunately murdered. And on the right is this ghetto piece of shit, 26-year-old bum who shot David Dorn 10 fucking times. I don't know why he would shoot David Dorn. I don't even think David Dorn was armed. I think he had a cell phone in his hand and he was convicted of first-degree murder in a trial that lasted three days. Should have lasted no more than three hours. This guy's a piece of shit. Uh, the wife of David Dorn appeared with President Trump. She did an ad, uh, and it was just incredibly sad. She was crying, obviously, talking about what her family went through the night that he, unfortunately, was murdered. And uh, the family, they, they saw, the family was on Facebook Live, and they saw David Dorn. They saw their grandfather. They saw the, this, this good man get gunned down by this ghetto piece of shit Black Lives Matter thug. And he shot him, and uh, he got away with it for a while. I, I don't know how they found him, but yeah, three days. Uh, defense lawyer argued that police lacked physical evidence and said the prosecution's main witness was not credible. Kennedy did not take the stand in his own defense. The trial lasted three days. Four officers were shot in St. Louis the night uh, David Dorn was murdered, and all the cops were attacked with uh, rocks and fireworks as rioters ransacked dozens of businesses. The violence came during sweeping nationwide racial injustice protests a week after Fentanyl Floyd was slowly suffocated. No, I'm not going to read that because this is not true. None of that is true. None of that is true. Uh, so yeah, this guy, uh, let's see, he fired 10 shots at Dom, at, uh, at, at David Dorn, 77, after the ex-cop approached the pawn shop and shot his gun in the air to deter looters. Oh, okay, never mind. I guess he did have a gun. Uh, Cannon was convicted of first-degree murder, <laughs> meaning the jury concluded he had uh, premeditated, hold on, I can't read that. Yeah, premeditated the killing. He was also found guilty of robbery, burglary, and armed criminal action. Mm. He faced a mandatory term of uh, he faced a mandatory term of life in prison without parole at his September sentencing. The convicted killer shot a good man who dedicated his entire life to doing nothing but helping others. Uh, Prosecutor Marvin Tier said in his closing statements Wednesday. So yeah, that's a uh, this is uh, this is nice. I just wanted to you know bring closure to the story that I brought up a while ago that David Dorn. Uh, you know, he, he's been, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this, this puts his family at ease and, uh, you know, the, you know, people can move on, but yeah, uh, I'm glad that the, you know, they got the guy who did it and David Dorn, you know, like the guy was living the best years of his life. He didn't have to go out there. The pawn shop that he died in front of, it was owned by one of his best friends. Uh, when that, that best friend, when he was a young child, David Dorn saved his life. You know, all these, all these leftists, all these goofball Democrats, they want to talk about, like, black excellence and shit. And they never talk about people like David Dorn. It's always these ghetto thugs like uh, Stephen Cannon. It's always pieces of shit like him. They never talk about people like like David Dorn or, like, a Larry Elders or anything. Or, or uh, 
the what's his name the the Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas they they'll they they don't think those guys are excellent they you know they'll call him the N word they'll call him all these bigoted things because David Dorn was a cop because Clarence Thomas is a conservative because uh, Larry Elder's almost deposed Governor Newsom in a recall election so of course these are like the the bad people uh, so yeah no I'm just glad that. Uh, I'm glad that this happened the way that it did, and hopefully this piece of shit ends up in prison for the rest of his life, as as it should be. Let's go over to the mini display really quick. Let's see what's going on in Wisconsin. Uh, where's my cursor? Here it is. We're going to refresh this page really fast. Boop, boop, boop. All right. So... For the Republican primary, Ron Johnson's probably going to take it. He is the MAGA candidate. He has a he has been a reliable uh, ally to Trump. I don't know why David is in this race. He should honestly just drop because Ron Johnson's going to curb stomp him. Uh, I don't know too much about the you know these dorks over here uh, the, in the Democratic primary. Uh, I guess I think Tom Nelson is going to end up winning it. I don't really know. the The big one though is the governorship currently in Wisconsin. The governor is this, like, you know, this fruitcake with, like, pool noodle arms. He's really short, skinny, scrawny little bitch. Uh, Tony Evers. This is the guy that came out against Kyle Rittenhouse. He was kissing the ass of violent ghetto thug Jacob Blake. He told Trump not to show up after, you know, his constituency uh, essentially destroyed the fucking state during the Fentanyl Floyd riots. So Tony Evers is on his way out. And also there was a, a violent Black Lives Matter activist, thug, who ended up running over and killing like six or seven people in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, people are talking about this, man. So Tony Evers is on his way out. People are just sour on the Democrats or sour on their silence uh, on uh, about the senseless violence that's ongoing all throughout these states, all throughout these cities. And people are just sick and tired of, of fucking BLM running around doing whatever the hell they want. Uh, so the Republican primary, the two, the two, the two main candidates, first off, uh, Kevin... Timothy, Adam, these guys are losers. No one cares about them. Tim Michaels or Tim Mitchells. Uh, this guy was endorsed by President Trump. He is the MAGA candidate. He is the populist candidate. He is the MAGA approved candidate. And Rebecca Clayfish has been recently endorsed by Mike Pence. The big coward, the liar, the backstabber, the, the Judas in the story of Trump's political career. And when Pre when Mike Pence endorses a candidate, they end up losing bigly. They end up, uh, you know, being uh, going down in the polls. They end up doing much worse. So I don't know why we're not seeing any of the results yet. Oh, what the fuck is this? How do I get rid of this? Uh, eh. Okay. So yeah, uh, we're waiting on we're waiting on these. Let me see. Not polls close at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, man, we're probably not going to get results anytime soon. What the fuck? 9 p.m.? Really? Really, 9 p.m.? 9 to 9. Wow. Wow. That's pretty annoying. All right, well, uh, the show must go on, I suppose. What else do we have here? Oh, yeah, I, I just wanted to bring this up. I, I, I talked about it briefly earlier. Uh, Joe Kent, Joe Kent. So this is the, the, the handsome Joe Kent. He was endorsed by, <laughs> by president Trump. 
He's been endorsed by a lot of the guys, a lot of the, the big content creators on YouTube, uh, you know, popular voices like Robert Barnes, Viva Fry, etc. They, they all like this guy, ex-Green Beret, who worked for the CIA. He, the guy's a spook for the, you know, the government. So um, it's kind of like a negative in my book. A lot of the younger guys I've talked to, they're kind of like, you know, wishy-washy on this dude. Uh, but, you know, his wife uh, unfortunately passed away in the line of duty. He felt betrayed by his own country, and he has decided to run. He has been a vocal supporter of President Trump, so that's always good in my book. If you're willing to stick your neck out there, he speaks honestly about what happened in 2020. So he went up against Jamie Herrera Butler. So this is over in Washington. Uh, I think it was like, what, the District 3? And she was one of the impeachment pussies. And, uh, yeah, she's on her way out. She's on her way out. Uh, she got, you know, uh, convincingly defeated by Joe Kent. The race really, really tightened up uh, days after the election, which is kind of weird. So days after the election, the race tightened up. The remaining counties that were counted, they were clearly, you know, pro-MAGA. They were more open-minded. They were more independent thinking. And they were just not in favor of the incumbent, which is Jamie Herrera Butler. And I think the other individual that was... That, that that Joe Ken's going to face up again. I think it's like Mario or Maria Lopez. It's some Democrat. She's going to end up losing. Uh, Joe Kent's likely going to be the next uh, congressman from this specific district, which is fantastic news, which is certainly what we want. I know people aren't really stoked about the whole, you know, him being like a spook in the government. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we could do work. We can do a lot worse. We can do a lot worse. And uh, I think he's going to be excellent. I think he's going to be excellent. Uh, the dude's been incredibly brave. He's been sticking his neck out there for President Trump. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, let me see. So, yeah, he's only ahead by, I think it was like 200 and something votes. It's not a lot. So more than likely, we're going to see a, um, we're, we're going to have a automatic uh, recount uh, triggered. So we're probably not going to get like official, you know, official declaration of who actually wins this thing until like a few days as of this, as of this episode. So, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Uh, let's see. Story was on. I was on too. So let's go ahead and go over to the third story. What's going on here? So this is uh, this happened in my neck of the woods. I am not going to play the video because it is graphic and violent. Uh, so this has gone viral. This story is absolutely insane, and I'm going to be speaking about some legalities really quickly. But um, I'm also going to talk about the political ramifications about this. Uh, in my opinion, I'm just guessing. I don't think this guy will be prosecuted. I don't think any charges will be brought against him, uh, even though they probably should. Morally speaking, on a personal level, you guys, I'm on this dude's side. The, the, the clerk, the store owner, the shop owner. I'm totally on his side. I get why he did what he did. And I hate thieves. I got no love for these ghetto thugs thinking they can just take whatever they want. They can scare people whenever they want. They can brutalize these communities. And, uh, you know, people stand up to it. I'm all for it. However, legally speaking, that's a whole different story. So let's just dive into the story really quick. All right. Video captures Las Vegas vape shop owners stopping daytime robbery by stabbing would-be thief. Now, the guy was thieving. On August 3rd, Johnny Nugian, 22, was captured on film stabbing one of three juveniles who tried to rob his store. The smoke from the smoke shop in the neighborhood of West Sahara, Las Vegas. So I know this area pretty well. Um, my former community college that I went to, 
uh, is in this area. So this is over by Sahara and Arville and Las Vegas. It's kind of a rough part of town. There's a lot of, uh, you know, homelessness. There's a lot of thuggery. There's a lot of crime. Uh, you know, it's like when you're, when you're driving around that area of town, the homes have bars on the doors and windows. So that's how you know you're in a bad part of town. And not only that, like I lived out there. So anyways, uh, according to Nugian, uh, two masked individuals entered his shop while another stood by the door at around 3.25 p.m. on August 3rd. In the video, Nujian can be heard asking them as they approach the counter, why are you guys wearing masks like that? After not receiving a response, Nujian is then heard asking them to just leave. When one of the robbers then grabs a tip jar and proceeds to the door, Nujian asks them to take the money but leave the coins. The thief grabs something else from the store shelf before fleeing out the door. The other assailant is then seen jumping over the counter, prompting Nujian to grab a sharp object and stab him several times. And you get to see this on the video. At first, I thought they were normal customers, and then I realized they had uh, they had like ski masks on. Nujian told Eight News. Now, I had to assume they had a firearm, so I just wanted to make sure I could protect myself. Nujian explained that while he did not see any firearm, he reacted because he couldn't take that chance. The stabbed assailant could be heard screaming, "I'm dead! I'm dead!" as he collapses to the floor. At the end of the clip, Nujian is seen dropping the injured juvenile near the front door before calling 911. So we're going to go ahead and stop there because there's really no need to read the rest of this. Um, the guy who was stabbed obviously survived, which is probably a good thing. I mean, people shouldn't really be getting killed over vape products or whatever the hell was on the uh, preemptive self-defense. I don't believe it's your moral duty to just take the, the first hit. The first attack could always uh, easily be the last. Mark, you're 100% you're right. And again, that's why I'm saying morally speaking, I am 100% on this dude's side. He's outnumbered. Um, you know, these guys come in with fucking ski masks. Uh, I, I'd be like, I'm like, oh shit, this is it. This is the day that I've like thought about, I've daydreamed about this. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when somebody is getting their ass beat and then they pull out a gun and, you know, they shoot them. It's like, well, how, how much violence should someone endure before defending themselves? Because being punched in the face, being physically hit with, with fists, th this isn't deadly force. It's not deadly force. Um, so when you produce a firearm and you aim it at somebody, you know, before the, all the facts are unearthed and, you know, things are mapped out properly, uh, that, that is considered, you know, like, like, uh, like felony assault. Like drawing a weapon on somebody... It's felony assault. If you do that, you better have a good reason for it. And you better have a good lawyer. And you better not say shit to the police. So watching this video, again, Mark, totally 100% agree. But watching what happened in this video, there are elements of self-defense that are lacking. So one, the guy in the white, he's the one that ends up stealing the money from the jar. He ends up leaving. And then the guy in the black, the more nefarious looking one, if you will, he ends up jumping the counter. And he almost sort of has his back towards... The shop owner, the 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 Asian boy, uh, Nujian. So Nujian grabs a knife. He initiates contact upon the individual here. So the individual, well, I would assume he's armed. Me personally, I would assume he's armed. I would assume he's dangerous. And the, but, but Nujian's the one that engaged him, and he fucked him up. He won the fight, and of course he had the knife. Um, but the thing about the law is you're not really supposed to attack people and assume ill intent. If you have no reason to. Yeah, it's like, you know, you can assume things are not going to go well for you if you have two guys in August in Vegas show up to your shop in ski masks. Um, so I'm 100% sympathetic, but legally speaking, this guy's vulnerable. And then he went on Reddit. He did an AMA 
And I'm going to be honest with you guys, the AMA was a disaster. One, if I was his lawyer, I would be like, um, please shut your fucking mouth. And two, don't say anything to anyone ever on on any platform. doesn't matter what it is. Um, you know, he's like talking about like, you know, making jokes at the expense of the guy he stabbed. Get, I probably would do it too. I would, I just wouldn't advertise it on the internet. Hold on one second. Mm. He said like, you know, like he wasn't really like, like he assumed ill intent, but he said he wasn't like necessarily in fear. His words, not mine. So there needs to be, you know, like, I don't know, man. Uh, but it's tricky. You know, Nevada is not a, it's not like a duty to retreat state. Uh, we have castle doctrine. We have stand your ground, etc. So our self-defense laws are pretty robust. However, just elements of self-defense appear to be lacking here. Uh, just watching the video. Uh, but again, I'm sympathetic. You know, three guys, one of him, you have a law abiding citizen behind the counter doing, you know, and he was being merciful. He's like, look, you're going to take the money, just take the money, but you got to leave the coins, please. You know, like he was being uh, it was the, the nicest victim. And, but, you know, like you, you cross the line. Uh, the only one thing that I might say, it's like, okay, well, maybe he didn't have anywhere to go. And maybe, but again, he, all of this is like nothing is left to the imagination anymore. Once he revealed he wasn't afraid and he just assumed that this guy had a weapon when there's just no evidence that he did. Uh, at least you can't even tell. And again, he initiated the contact. But here's why I don't believe he's going to end up getting uh, charges brought against him um, by, by the county. And it's purely political. Is he concerned? Hard to tell from the camera angle how the counter goes. Also, three on one, disparity of force. Well, the two of them left. That's the thing. Two of them left. The, the guy in the white leaves. The third guy is outside. And then, of course, they book it once you know they hear their friend getting uh, ruthlessly stabbed. Um, but uh, he admitted in the Reddit AMA that the guy wasn't afraid. The, the shop owner was not afraid. You know, he's like, I just knew how to act. You know, I played these videos. It was he cited uh, League of Legends and Counter Strike as like his source of like strength. I guess I, I don't know how to put it, but he's just like almost like he was like mentally prepared to handle situations like that because of the video games that he played. And then of course, the, all like the cucks on Reddit were like saying that he's like a psychopath and shit. I think people are just fed up with the crime in in, in, the, in the cities. And I live in Vegas. This happened in my neck of the woods. Uh, this this shop here is like uh, 35, 40 minutes away from my home. Uh, I'm unfortunately in a safer part of town. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, this is my neck of the woods. And, you know, we have a lot of crime in the city. The the governor, the, the DAs, you know, the prosecutors, etc. They're all woke as shit. And crime is running rampant. So all, all the things that we're seeing in like in um, in California and in, in, in uh, New York City, it's happening here in Vegas. All, the, all that woke shit is just like, you know, there's just a lot of high-profile political figures in New York and in California, which is why we see a lot of heat being brought on, you know, being brought on to Governor Newsom and Kathy Hochul, et cetera, and Eric Adams. Because people want to take them out politically, politically, of course. And they want to highlight what a fucking disaster these people are. And they are a disaster. But this is happening here, too. It's just the political machines out here are just a little bit different, and they can get away with this for one reason or another. And a lot of these crimes end up being covered up. Um, so given that we had that Stop the Asian Hate movement, and a lot of Asian Americans have been disproportionately impacted by crime in the most horrific ways imaginable. Uh, I'm sure we've all seen the videos, people getting, you know, murdered and stuff and beat up ruthlessly. Um, it's happening out here too. And in this area, uh, Sahara and Arville, it's really close to Chinatown. 
Um, so again, so we have a, a very uh, a Asian dude, Asian last name, everything, you know, independent, you know, hardworking guy. He gets violently attacked. Well, he doesn't get it. He gets his store burglarized. You know, you got these, these thieves, you know, acting a fool and he defends himself or he, he defends his shop. I'm going to just put it that way. He defends his shop from uh, the, these criminals. It would be political suicide um, to go after this kid. In my opinion, that's what I see. And fortunately, the guy who was stabbed did not die because this would be so much worse. I think that's also one of the saving graces to the story. Um, yeah, because if he would have died, I mean, that's dude, that's, a, that's a murder charge, man. Just given everything that I've seen in the video, uh, it's been privated, so fortunately I can't play it. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, the guy was really, really nice. He was really, really patient. And he was even willing to let them go with the money. And, you know, these thugs, they're just like, they were like, nah, we're not going to leave. Because he asked him to leave, and the guy, the guy in the white's like, nah, like, sarcastically. And, uh, you know, their, their homie got what he deserved. In my opinion, they got what they deserved. Uh, I am on team Nugent. Uh I am on team, you know, stop the Asian hate. And, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to get charged. However, uh, people watching this, uh, people watching this, and thinking like, oh well, I can, you know, if, if you know, if it happened to me, um, you know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna grab a knife and I'm gonna spring into action. If you justifiably neutralize a violent offender, teabagging afterwards doesn't harm your case, does it? It probably does. Yeah, uh, dude. Uh, if they're deceased, it could be like, you know, desecrate, not desecration, but like tampering with like a dead body or something. I don't know the technical term for it, but as funny as it would be, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't even think you can do that if like you're like in a like a war center. Like if you're like a soldier and you're like duking it out with like some Taliban dude, and then you like you know, outplay him, and then you know somebody's like recording you teabagging his corpse. Yeah, it's probably like it'll probably be like considered a war crime or something. Oh boy, very funny. All right, Let's see what our fourth story is. Oh yeah, this just happened. This just happened. Uh, this was brought to my attention. I had no idea this was going on. I had no idea this was going on. There's this funny artist uh, on Twitter, Anti Macro, and he posts these really edgy, really funny comics. And he replied to a story about this woman, Carolyn Bryant. And I guess she wasn't hiding, I suppose. And these fucking activists, they found out where her home was. And they arrested her. And they were going to have her, you know, brought before a judge and a jury of her peers over the death of Emmett Till. This is a story that is literally older than my entire audience's age combined. This happened so long ago, I don't even know what to say about this. So grand jury declines to indict Carolyn Bryant Dunham, the woman whose accusations led to the death of Emmett Till. So this is Emmett Till right here. I can't play the video because I'll get copyright struck. So a grand jury uh, in Mississippi has declined to indict the white woman who accused 14-year-old Emmett Till of making advances toward her nearly 70 years ago, allegations that led to the black teen's brutal death. A uh, Lefleur County grand jury last week heard seven hours of testimony from investig investigators and witnesses, but said there was insufficient evidence to indict Carolyn Bryant Dunham on charges of kidnapping and manslaughter, according to a statement from District Attorney uh, Dwayne Richardson. 
The grand jury heard the testimony from witnesses detailing the investigation of the case from a 2000, oh, from 2004 to the present day and considered both charges according to the statement. So yeah, this is her. This is her. Uh, Emmett Till was like a, a very young black boy. She said that, you know, he was like all up on her shit and he got lynched for it because back then if you looked like Emmett Till and you made advances against a pretty white lady like like Carolyn Bryant, <laughs> you know, that's a huge no-no. So after hearing every aspect of the investigation and evidence collected uh, regarding uh, Dunham's involvement, the grand jury returned a no bill to the charge to the charges of both kidnapping and manslaughter. The statement said the murder of Emmett Till remains an unforgettable tragedy in this country. And the thoughts and prayers of this nation continue to be with the family of Emmett Till. Oh, Jesus Christ. It happened a million fucking years ago. There's a point where it's like you guys got to let it go. You got to let it go and quit harassing this lady. Quit harassing these people. First of all, I don't even know how you're going to go about proving this. You know, we, we literally have a he said, she said type thing. And uh, there's there, apparently there's people like, oh, well, she admitted it. Nah, that sounds like bullshit to me. She probably didn't admit shit. Uh, family members of Emmett whose killing in the Jim Crow era South uh, spurred the civil rights movement in America, said earlier this summer that they had unearthed an unserved arrest warrant for Bryant Dunham, her late husband and his brother. The warrant is dated August 29th, 1955 they are unearthing shit from 1955 just to fuck with white people and signed by the left floor county clerk the image of the warrant shows the current clerk certified the documents as authentic on june 21st a note on the back of the warrant says brian dunham was not arrested because she could not be located at the time according to the new york times which cited filmmaker keith a butchamp i don't know how to say this stupid name who was part of the team that discovered the warrant. CNN reached out to Brian Dunham at the time, but didn't hear back. Emmett's family had hoped the warrant would lead to charges and ultimately justice. Justice has to be served, Emmett's cousin uh, Deborah Watts told CNN in late June. Adding, Emmett led, us. Emmett led us to it. I know that in my heart. CNN reached out today to Emmett's family for comment, but did not hear back. While Emmett's killing remains a touchstone moment in the United States, long struggle with racial injustice and inequality. To this day, no one has been held criminally responsible. That's so funny. So the person who didn't kill him is, is, uh, you know, they're attempting to hold him, uh, you know, the, this woman, Carolyn Bryant Dunham responsible. It's kind of, kind of unusual. Uh, where's the where's the image? Uh, oh, it's not here. There, there was a there was an image of uh, the woman being discovered. So again, like, look, I I never growing up, growing up, I was like, yo, what happened to Emmett Till? You know, it's obviously a really terrible thing. And I was I was very sympathetic towards Emmett Till. And if he's fourteen, then you know it's like whatever, man. You know, he's a kid. Uh, but now, given the given how things have been in the country, politically speaking how divided they have been, uh, even among racial lines. Uh, I'm starting to doubt everything that has been told to me when I was a young boy, when I was his age, when I was Emmett Till's age. Um, you know, I was told one narrative, and I never really had the know-how to seek out the other side of the story so I can find, you know, the, the truth where, where, the, where facts on both sides kind of overlap. And that just never really happened and materialized. So now I'm kind of doubting this whole story, this whole narrative. And when I discovered that there was like a filmmaker kind of like at the heart of this, that's really pushing, you know, this, we got to get Carolyn Bryant's ass and throw her in prison, even though she's like a million years old now. Um, you know, that kind of reminds me of uh, like the, you know, when they, when they see us uh, documentary on Netflix, or I like the way, uh, what's his name? Devin Tracy puts it when they rape us, you know, those rapists over in, uh, 
uh, what's it called? New York City, the Central Park Five. Those guys are guilty, by the way. They de definitely committed that grape of those women in Central Park. But now there was like that stupid film that helped get them exonerated. You have the Innocence Project coming forward, and they're literally getting serial, not serial, confirmed murderers. Uh, they're trying to get them off from the death penalty. They're trying to get them, you know, their, their sentences commuted because they look like Emmett Till and their victims look like Carolyn Brian Dunham. And, and, you, and I just, I, I see these trends. I see these trends. If they look like this, like, like Emmett Till, and then their victim looks like this, you have all these activists coming out to, to basically exonerate these people or, or, or quote-unquote get justice for them. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm starting to doubt the, the Emmett Till narrative. Uh, obviously, I'm not in favor of lynching and, you know, lynch mobs. Uh, justice should be dispersed fairly. Uh, again, this happened a long time ago. So I don't know why these people keep bringing it up and making a big stink about it. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm. Oh, goddamn, it's so good. I should have finished this a lot sooner. Oh, boy. So, yeah, let's see what else we have here. In 2007, a Mississippi grand jury declined to indict Brian Dunham on charges. Oh, so they tried to go after her in 2007, too? And according to archived FBI documents, Milam and Roy Bryant were arrested on the kidnapping charge in 1955, but a grand jury failed to indict them. The original court district attorney investigative records related to the 1955 investigation have been apparently lost, the FBI said in a 2006 report. Brian Dunham testified in 1955 that Emmett grabbed her hand, her waist, and propositioned her, saying he had been with white women before. But years later, when Professor Timothy Tyson raised that trial testimony in 2008, interview with uh, Brian Dunham, he claimed she told him that part's not true. Mm, well, again, so we got a he said, she said ordeal here. Uh, the prospect that the woman at the center of the Emmett, uh, of Emmett Till's case had recanted her testimony, uh, testimony, which the U.S. Justice Department said in a memo would contradict statements she made during the, the state trial in 1955 and later to the FBI sparked calls for authorities to investigate it, uh, the case anew. Just let it go. Let it fucking go, you guys. Jesus. Uh, the DOJ, which had already re-examined and closed the case in 2000, uh, 2007, reopened the, the probe into Emmett's killing in 2018. Jesus. Right under Trump's nose. Trump should have shut this down immediately. But the case was closed in December after the DOJ Civil Rights Division concluded it could not prove Bryant uh, Dunham had lied. Mm, okay, so when questioned directly, uh, Bryant Dunham... Uh, adamantly denied to investigators that she had recanted her testimony. Emmett's legacy, however, lives on. In March, President Joe Brandon signed into law the landmark Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, which made lynching a federal hate crime. Yahoo. So yeah, so, yeah, so they're just going to use this law to, to further harass certain Americans, especially if they look like, you know, Caitlin Bryant and their victim, alleged victim, I'm putting victim in the bunny quotes here, look like Emmett Till. I don't know what to make of all that, you guys. I don't know what to make of all that, but I thought it was pretty damn funny. thought it was pretty damn funny that this is uh, this is still going on. 1955, it's fucking 2022. And, um, yeah, they just can't let this, sh this go, man, all these all these wokesters. Let's go over to the mini display. Let's see if we have anything uh, coming up. Uh, yeah, that's it. Refresh on that. Nope. Dude, 9 p.m.? God damn. Time is in that. So if I take... 
So they probably close in about an hour, the polls. Yeah, wow. Wow. I don't even know what I'm going to... What am I going to do with myself? I'm going to be tossing and turning, consuming my delicious protein meal. Yeah, so... Democratic primary, who knows who will win? Ron Johnson will definitely take it. Tony Evers is uncontested. You know, he's running unopposed. Shocker. Clayfish is going to lose, 100%. I, I genuinely believe Clayfish is going to lose. She's probably going to lose by a... Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, Tim Michaels is probably going to be ahead by maybe five to eight points. Five to eight points ahead of Clayfish when all is said and done. I think he's going to blow this out of the water. I don't even think it's going to be close. Rebecca Clayfish is kind of, uh, I think she's connected to the uh, Rhino establishment of the Republican wing. So, yeah. Goodness, man. Goodness. 9 p.m. Since when do they do this? When do they do this 9 p.m. bullshit? Unbelievable. All right. See what's going on really quick on Twitter. Talk about some uh, stuff on here. Ba -ba -ba. All right. New Jersey man gets five years in prison in GoFundMe fraud case. Oh, I remember this. These three losers, these three losers right here, they, they did that fake story where, like, um, the the Chad and his girlfriend, uh, they, they basically, like, the it was just a woman. The idiot woman was, like, in her car, allegedly, and she was so scared to go out. And then this homeless dude with the only money he had in his pocket, like, treks, like, 20 miles or some shit on foot to get her gas. And then he comes back and fills up her car. And then she, like, I don't know, does this GoFundMe bullshit. And he becomes, like, a millionaire overnight. Well, apparently it was all fake. It was all fake. I don't donate to GoFundMe's because it's all bullshit to me. That's pretty funny. All right, Anna Navarro, the, the fat pig without an apple in her mouth. She says, for all the hypocrites making an absurd, uh, absurd comparison now, third world dictators appoint useless relatives to government jobs, pardon their criminal cronies, hold military parades to feed their ego, treat free press as enemy, are above the law, stay in power uh, through insurrections. Sound familiar? Oh, uh, no, no, not really. All right, let's dispute this really quick. Appoint useless relatives to government positions. Um, yeah, I guess he did that. Well, that's unfortunate. Pardon their criminal crony. Oh, well, those people weren't necessarily criminals, but he did pardon them. Uh, Bill Clinton pardoned a bunch of people. So did George Bush. Those people were criminals. I wouldn't call them necessarily cronies of his, but whatever. Hold military parades to feed their ego. Uh, I think it was to boost the morale of the nation. Uh, most people genuinely enjoyed them. Uh, this is really stupid. Uh, treat free press as the enemy. Well, they are the enemy. Are above the law. No, I don't think he's above the law. Uh, you know, President Trump was thoroughly investigated by countless people, countless agencies. Somebody who was above the law would not have such things, uh, you know, just uh, slowing down the progress that he's made uh, throughout his presidency. Stay in power through insurrections. Well, there wasn't an insurrection. So, Anna Navarro, you're, you're, you're bad at this. You're very bad at this. I don't know what happened here. <clears throat> Florida man dead after being buried alive in sand in freak beach accident. Jesus Christ, what a horrible way to go. Breaking, uh, Millie triggered by Trump BLM riot crackdown wrote emotional resignation letter to Trump in 2020. Ugh. Breaking, the FBI has seized Republican Congressman uh, Scott Perry's cell phone. Shit is going down. Nah, not really. Again, they're just fucking with Trump. They're just messing with these people. Oh, yeah, so this guy right here. Judge who signed uh, Mar-a-Lago search warrant exposed as, so, as an associate of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, look at that nose. Look at this guy, Bruce Reinhardt. Mm, interesting. Well, here he is again. 
soying out with Oreos and I don't even know what this is. Uh, we are we interrupt this hurricane <laughs> for the beginning of football season sitting on my back patio protected by Kevlar screens that are bolted down hoping electricity stays on for the Giants Dallas game tonight. Interesting. Oh, dude, this is a good one. Listen, look how dark and ominous this is. Look at this. You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, but from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. And we need the intelligence community. We don't know what's going Look at the Russian hacking. Without the intelligence community, we wouldn't have uh, discovered it. Do and you we- think he has an agenda to try to dismantle parts of the intelligence community? I mean, this form of Let me tell content you, hostility. Whether you're a super liberal Democrat or a very conservative Republican, you should be against dismantling the intelligence community. Nah, dude, that was uh, Senator Cuck Schumer basically threatening President Trump, you know, the intelligence community will get back at you if you, you know, antagonize them in any way, shape, or form. Look how nefarious and evil and smug and smarmy this guy looks. Um, You know, his fucking ghoulish nose, got that goblin nose. He's got these, like, douchebag thin glasses on, Uh, you know, and he's, you know, talking all this shit. He's, He's hunched over. He's got shitty posture, probably can't fuck. And, uh, you know, he's basically threatening Trump. And then all this is true. The intelligence community was clearly upset with the way President Trump was handling his affairs as a president of the United States. And they went after him. And then, of course, he's like, oh, the Russian hacking. What about the Russian? Dude, that didn't happen. It's all fake. It's all bullshit. No one gives a fuck. Oh, and here's a, you know, they got into politics. This is Ron Paul. This is a good clip. Let's go ahead and watch this. It's a young Ron Paul, ladies and gentlemen. Former Congressman Ron Paul. Uh, you know, most of our history, we didn't didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War, and interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the uh, Vietnam era? Democrats used it, and Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches, who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through Justice Department within our states. We wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. But I think the, the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals. The CIA has only been here since 1947. Their record is lousy. I mean, just think of the CIA used by the Democratic uh, administration to murder. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's certainly what we're seeing now. If you have an opinion that runs contrary to the democratic ethos, they'll go after you. They'll invent crimes to go after you. They'll invent crimes to prop a certain narrative. Uh, You know, the Oklahoma City bombing comes to mind. Um, And of course, in 2020, Governor Gretchen Whitmore, who is the most likely person to end up running and deposing uh, Joe Brandon, uh, she was coordinating with the FBI to entrap 
President Trump supporters and, and, and boost her, uh, her, her, her celebrity status on, on, on the national stage. And of course, to harm President Trump. This happened. Those guys were entrapped. There, it's like this, this idea that these, these fucking dorks were like going to kidnap the governor and do all these illegal things. Didn't happen. They made it up. Uh, the FBI is still doing these things. They spied on President Trump. They spied on his supporters. They they fabricated this this phony baloney narrative that you know that that these Russians they hacked the election that they influenced the election in 2016. It's like no uh, no they're, the the FBI is out of control and they should abs- and we got uh, Congressman Paul Gosar who won his primary by the way in Arizona. Um, he's basically saying we need to eliminate the FBI, and I totally agree. There's just no need for the FBI to exist anymore, in my opinion. They've outlived their usefulness if they even had one. Um, and uh, no, it's, it's time to get rid of these guys. Uh, the Democratic Party should not have its own paramilitary, if you will. Uh, no, it, this has gone too far. What, what they did to President Trump is just beyond the pale. And it's sickening. It's absolutely uh, enraging what they did to, uh, to the president. Let's see what else we got here. Now it says FBI raised President Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Mm. Let's look at my post. Fuck this. Let's, where, where are my posts at? I liked all the interesting shit. Only there's me. All right, Richard Barris. Donald Trump is winning. Donald Trump... Uh, Donald Trump's candidates are winning. They're terrified of him returning with back. I don't know what he means by that. Running deep. So like the Gestapo at FBI is now doing the bidding of the Democratic Party. The IRS will do the same. I agree. It's extremely smart to tie candidates to unpopular presidents in a midterm. Huge percentages of voters don't believe Joe Biden is mentally fit to run the country. Honestly, it's campaign malpractice for Dr. Oz to leave that on the table against John Fetterman. It writes itself. Yeah, Dr. Oz is conducting a lousy, lousy campaign, which can't be said for the primaries because he was doing really, really well during the primaries. He was holding all the events. He was doing everything correct, but now he's just like an absentee uh, candidate. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Doug Mastriano uh, over in Pennsylvania in Dr. Oz's neck of the woods. He issues a statement from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, August 9th, 2022. Today, Republican nominee for governor of uh, Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano, issued the following statement on the recent FBI raid on President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. The raid on Mar-a-Lago was an unprecedented assault on the fundamental norms of the American legal system and represents an outrageous weaponization of America's tools of justice against political opponents of the current regime in Washington, D.C., at the same time, this assault should serve as an urgent call to all freedom-loving patriots to exercise their votes and throw the bums out, Democrats in Washington and Harrisburg, who are behind the destruction of our freedoms. Uh, Rebbe and I are praying for the president, uh, for President Trump and his family, I assume Rebbe is his wife, uh, and his family in the wake of this egregious violation of justice. Doug Mastriano is, in my opinion, going to be the next governor of Pennsylvania, Republican, uh, populist candidate, Doug Mastriano. If you're in Pennsylvania, please vote and support him. Uh, let's see. Six Hexenhammer. Any doubt you had that Trump uh, really is trying to upend the corruption in our system should be dispelled by now. If not, well, you're too far gone to bother reasoning with. Hashtag Trump. Trump 2024. Absolutely. Jack Posobiec posts a picture of the handsome Joe Kent with 
Donald Trump. So Joe Kent has won a Washington three. It's a pretty much foregone conclusion that Joe Kent won it. it hasn't been officially called, but he's essentially won it. Uh, let's see. Cernovich, police reform guy, now says uh, trust the same agencies responsible for Russia Gate hoaxes and Hunter Biden laptop cover up. So that's Senator Tim Scott basically telling people to chill out and to just wait for this thing to play out. No, I think we should be outraged. Brandon Straka, who has been uh, antagonized, harassed, and gone after by Trump's regime. Uh, this guy was literally locked up and he was uh, looking at some serious time behind bars. Don't let them scare you into silence. Never. I didn't, and you must not. Brandon Straka is a crazy person for coming back into the fold and continuing to engage in his uh, populism and his pro-Trump activism despite all the horrific stuff that he went through. He talked about it on Viva uh, Viva Fry's channel. He talked about it on Tim Pool. Brandon Straka is is like typecast as like a snitch. I don't believe that's true at all. He they try to make it seem like that. They try to make it seem like MAGA was turning on each other and that we're all just like a bunch of rats eating each other alive to survive. That's not true at all. I think Brandon Strzok is a good dude. Oh wow, what is this? I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this. Oh, yeah, this is posted by the the New York Post earlier. I, I alluded to it, of course. So, judge who approved of FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago once linked to Jeffrey Epstein. The dork Brandon. That's what we're going to start. Dude, we got to talk about this, guys. It's going to be the last thing I talk about before I clear out. So dark Brandon. I call it dork Brandon, this guy. Uh, <laughs> so this is like the latest thing that they're trying to ash out of. Retweeting this cringe just to give you a taste of how unoriginal and shitty these dork Brandon memes are. So uh, a few months ago, there was this hilarious meme dump uh, that just showed up out of nowhere. It was like the dark MAGA you know, dark Trump shit. And it was really, really funny and it was organic. And uh, some of it was really edgy, so I probably couldn't have shown it on uh, on the on the stream. But now there's like this dark brand and it's like, or I call it dark brand. It's a dark brand and memes. And it's like, you know, Joe Biden kind of looking like a badass, sort of. Even though like he, like right now, this image that I'm looking at for those that are going to be listening on Spotify, it's the Dawn of War 40K God Emperor suit. And of course, instead of the God Emperor himself or even somebody manly like Trump, you have this like sad uh, Joe Biden head, you know, photoshopped onto this uh, Dawn of War 40K uh, Space Marine suit. And he just lo looks like he's about to fucking cry. And again, they're like, oh, this is Dark Brandon, bro. Dude, we're going to look up Dark Brandon right on Twitter. Hold on, let me put that drink down. So Dark. Dark Brandon. Let's go, Dark Brandon. All right, so we're looking at Dark Brandon. Uh, all right, so Six Axe and Hammer recommends hijack the Dark Brandon hashtag and begin dumping pictures of Biden interacting with females. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to do a Dark Brandon meme, or or it's kind of hard to do like a meme that like tries to elevate Joe Biden as like looking cool when the dude literally trips going upstairs. So this meme right here ended up getting uh Joe Biden in trouble. The malarkey will end. The dark Brandon rises November 8th. So uh, Jack Posobiec posts that Biden staffer tried to make dark Brandon a thing, but copied a meme off of 4chan with a Reich Eagle in the background. Uh, so if you remember the poster for The Dark Knight, you know, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, you know, the Batman movie, and uh, the, the there was a poster of like the cityscape in the background, and I guess like in front of it was like the Batman looking badass. And uh, there was all these flames. There was like an explosion of these flames, and it looked like a bat. Well, instead of a bat, it looks like the the Nazi eagle. And then, of course, there's a I guess a angry looking Joe Biden with an eye patch. 
and he looks kind of like a little bitch in his suit. So I don't know. Again, it's just like try to make him look badass. It's like it says the malarkey will end. This is not cool. The, I don't think these people understand what cool means. So Andrew Bates ended up posting this. Andrew Bates works for Joe Brandon. And uh, yeah, this is pretty pathetic. This is pretty pathetic. Uh, let's see. In two weeks, Dark Brandon beat COVID. He beat climate change. He beat gas prices. He beat Mansion. He beat McConnell. He beat Al-Qaeda. Leveled all the way up. And now he's on the last level of Mar-a-Lago beating the final boss. Wow. So now that there's a picture of all these people just like walking around. And then uh, Dark Brandon with like his eyes glowing. It's kind of cringe. Oh, here's a really terrible meme. Uh, so it's like Trump and uh, Biden on the phone. So Biden goes, knock, knock. And then Trump asks, who's there? Joe. And then Trump asks, Joe who? And then Joe replies, Joe asks, going to jail. Oh, fuck. That is painfully unfunny. I think more people laughed watching the Twin Towers fall than seeing any of these horrific memes. I think Tim Pool put it best. Uh, if you wanted to make fun of Joe Biden by trying to make him look cool, like this is like how you would do it, the dark Brandon memes. And again, it's just like, dude, this just goes to show how fucking shitty and unoriginal and just talentless these people are. They can't even come up with anything like funny or original. They're basically ripping off dark MAGA. Uh, let's see, Trump gets COVID, can't breathe. Uh, if he couldn't breathe, he would be dead, but okay. Joe Brandon gets COVID, kills top Al-Qaeda leader. No, that probably didn't even happen. Uh, so the Joe ass going to jail, they, someone just ripped that one off again. Dark Brandon strikes again, so there's like an explosion in the background and Joe Biden is eating ice cream. I don't ever, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I love ice cream. But I'll, you'll never see me eat ice cream in public. I don't think you can you can make a man look cool. I don't think you will look cool as a man in any way, shape, or form eating ice cream. I'm sorry, but like Joe Biden eating ice cream, this is a very emasculating thing. I'm not impressed by this. I don't think it's fucking cool. I don't, I don't give a shit if it's like Joe Rogan eating ice cream or like Hulk Hogan eating ice cream or like Trump eating ice cream. This is so lame. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> All right, so here's another one. President Biden is not watching cable TV news all day. He's not tweeting insults and other nonsense at all hours of the night. And he's not pocketing our taxpayer dollars while golfing at his resorts. He's just getting stuff done for the American people. And it's like Joe Biden, like, smiling and pointing at nothing. <sighs> this is... No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry this is not true. Again, as, as somebody who, who does comedy... We can actually write comedy. I want to explain something really quick. So why the left can't meme? It's, it's, it's quite simple. For a joke to be funny, the joke has to do one of two things or both. It needs to be absurd and or it needs to be true. That's it. The left can't meme because what they're doing is not comedy. It's not humor. It's not satire. It's propaganda. And it's masquerading as comedy. It's it's trying to be funny. And it's trying to lure you. It's a trick. It's a bait and switch. Um, it's like, oh, look, we have jokes here. And then once, like, you know, the joke is presented to you, you're like, whoa, this is actually kind of stupid and it's not really funny. And it's because, you know, it just that's th just the reality. It lacks the truth. And things that are, you know, truthful, you can make jokes about them. And you can, you know, be, abs be absurd as well if you'd like. Let's go back to some of these. These are... 
All hail dark brand is like low gas. Dude, it's three dollars and thirty cents. You're gonna praise Biden over three dollars. Talk to me when it's like a dollar eighty, like what it used to be when President Trump was in office. Uh, now there's these horrific cartoons of Joe Biden. Again, people don't like Joe Biden. Like this guy didn't even, um, <coughs> uh, you know, 2020 didn't happen the way that it was reported. So again, like he had no coalition back then. The guy didn't even campaign. But I'm supposed to believe that this is organic. Nah, not likely. I don't know who started Dark Brandon, but I like it. So now, like, Joe Brandon is, like, sitting there knitting the American flag torn in half. Get in, Patriot. We got some malarkey to stop. And then, of course, Joe Biden is, is I don't know, he gets, he's, like, in a Lamborghini or something. This is just awful. Did y'all hear? Kamala responds, LOL, we did. And then, uh, I don't know why the Obama has to go, mm-hmm. Is it because of the color of his skin? It's kind of racist. This is a racist meme. And then Hillary says, lock him up. Wow, this is fucking stupid. (laughs) This is so fucking dumb. These are so bad. These are so bad. I don't even know what this is. Trump is like on ice and like there's all these people like those bionicles. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, these are bionicles. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what. Brandon's Dark Army raiding Mar-a-Lago. But there's like mountains and ice and shit. What 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 does this even mean? This is painfully stupid. This is painfully stupid. So yeah, this is Dark MAGA. This is AstroTurf to bullshit. Um, this is total fucking soulless garbage. That's that's another thing. Biden shakes hands with people and forgets. Nah, he's just shaking the hands of ghosts. He's shaking the hands of Emmett Till. That's what he's doing. Shaking the hands of Emmett Till. They're trying to make him look like a like a Superman. They're trying to make Joe Biden look like a Superman with the glowing eyes. Or like Homelander. Pfft, unbelievable. Yeah, dude, that's a it's like the thing about like the left. They just they can't meme because they're soulless. They can't meme because they're not engaged in the truth. They're not being honest. Really funny jokes. They they there's truth to them, you know? That's just that's just like like if you go back and listen to like your favorite comedy and you really listen to the joke, not listen to it as if you're like just sitting there trying to enjoy something, but listen to it and analyze it. What the the, the artist, the comedian is saying, it's partially true. And if it isn't true, it is insanely absurd. Like Sam Kennison would make jokes about like getting his heart broken. And, uh, and it's funny because all the things that he talks about, they did happen and they are true. But then he would start screaming at the top of his lungs. He would get really animated about the, you know, the jokes that he would be doing. And then, of course, you know, the story would take like some crazy turn. And that's called absurdism. It's absurd because it's like literally unbelievable. But, it, but that's what makes it funny. These dark Brandon memes, they're not funny uh, because a lot of this stuff is not true. Like there's just no way that you're going to sell me a masculine, manly Joe Biden when this dude has been a total fraud his entire life. This guy has been a giant pussy his entire life. Joe Biden, working class Joe Biden, not true at all. He's never been working class. He's never even been middle class. He was always upper middle class. And now he's, you know, in in no time, now he's one of the rich bitches in society. Joe Biden, the fake truck driver. He's never driven a truck. He's never been certified to drive a truck. I would, my head would, I would literally eat my own face in a stream, physically eat my own face in the stream if he can uh, operate a massive semi-truck, which I know he can't, so I'm safe. Uh, so the guy's just a total fraud. So I, I see all this stuff. And it's like, you know, Joe Biden, the, you know, the guy literally falls going up the stairs. 
uh, I, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. People don't buy it. This is, you can't sell this. It, it's, it's absurd, but like not even like it, like it would be absurd if I was doing these memes and putting them out there, then it'd be funny. I would be engaged in absurdism. But these people are not engaged in that. They're literally trying to sell us this version of Joe Biden that just doesn't exist, has never existed, and will never exist at any point in time. Uh, this dude sucks. He's also physically unwell. And apparently he's caught COVID-19 like four or five times or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't really care. I'm sure he'll be fine anyways. They're probably lying anyways, too, just so he can, like, you know, not be in front of the, the cameras because the guy's an embarrassment. He embarrasses himself, his family, his country, the office, um, the legitimacy of our elections, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so we've gone over an hour. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get the results for, uh, for Washington. It's really unfortunate because I really, really, really wanted to uh, talk about these results. So, yeah, if you're going to be, uh, if, well, I'm on the West Coast, so if you're going to be up all night, this is what you want to look out for, Tim Michaels. Tim Michaels, he, he's got to be Clayfish, man. He's got to be Clayfish. I mean, it, it's it's already a, a foregone conclusion that the midterms are going full MAGA. MAGA has won convinc convincingly all over the place, and um, the, the, this is pretty important. Uh, Clayfish is, is, you know, a deep state goon. She's an establishment rhino goon. And uh, yeah, she's not a fan or an ally to Trump. So let's uh, let's stick it to Mike Pence for lying to us and betraying our president. All right, guys. So I hope you uh, all have a wonderful night. I am out. Peace.